0: what's up everybody welcome back to the run your mouth podcast it's another late lunch edition for friday i hope you got a great weekend planned I hope you got a nice uh, lunch in front. of you. you know what I ate for lunch? I did breakfast and lunch all together. I ended my sandwich strike against my local uh, place. Uh, you can go down the Run Your Mouth archives, here about how they actually served me chicken out of my own garbage. If you want the even longer version of that story, you can go check out the Shedcast. But the other day, I was rushing out to a gig. I nearly set my entire apartment on fire, trying to take a shit while I was making a burger in the oven. Sometimes you can't do two things at the same time. Smoke starts coming up into the bathroom. You have to make an emergency rush out nearly had to blast a fire extinguisher into my own oven, and I haven't cooked since. So, you know, I'm, I'm going back in, I'm delving back headfirst into sandwich world, putting on the LBs, and you know what I got myself? Well, actually, I did cook today. I did a combo. I got myself like a steak wedge with peppers and onions, and then I came here, I put three eggs on top, and now I'm going to do this episode full of steak and egg energy and go back to sleep. That's, that's going to be my whole weekend. So, you know, I don't know what you guys have planned, but I, I hope You're having a great lunch right now because we've got a huge episode and uh, I've got the tip for how you can uh, have financial wealth for the the rest of your life. I know everyone's out there, they're looking at what Biden's doing to the economy, looking at all these immigrants coming over, going to be taking all of our jobs, looking at what's going on with inflation, the Ukraine wars, it's scary times and you're not sure what you can do to make sure that you and your family have wealth. And so here's my newest strategy is uh, they're talking about uh, reparations uh, in California. So from here on forward, I'm, uh, I'm going to identify myself as black. That's what I'm going to do. I don't quite understand the whole science of identifying as things different than the way you appear, but uh, I'm going to identify as black. And I got to be honest, uh, you know, if I got to prove this in court, I've got the porn record to prove it. I mean, nearly every single day in the afternoon, I'm, I'm on Pornhub pretending like I'm a black man having sex with your wife. I mean, a very handsome black man and your wife is really enjoying it. Not specifically your wife, but somebody's wife. And I'm just saying, you got a 10-year record of of this kind of smut right on my computer proving that I identify as a black man. And so if the reparations come, I feel like I'm going to be set. So you guys should also be investing your afternoons into these kind of activities so that if the reparations come and then everyone moves to California and then California becomes its own state with a worthless currency, is that what it really is? Is it just a new trap for, uh, for immigrants, homeless people? And minorities that the global elites actually don't want the rest of us to mingle with. I, I, I'm just giving everyone else the warning: don't go to California thinking that there's going to be some sort of a reparations gold rush with a currency that actually works in stores that you can spend your money in. It's a trap, and uh, I just want to, I just want everyone to know that because I actually care about minorities, I'm giving you guys the warning not to do it. But at the same time, I'm hedging my bets that if it does work out. I can also, uh, be a black man like the rest of my, my, my brothers. Can you use that term like that? All right, moving on. What else do we got lined up and who took producer, man? You know, we're, we're grooving here. Who stole, who stole my, uh, my keyboard. It's all coming apart. All right, here we go. What's, uh, what's our first story of the day? What do we got lined up for me? Oh, guys, this is important. If you don't normally pay attention to the things that I have to say, and you know, you barely survived everything that happened going on in Corona. You're concerned more than ever about what our healthcare system is doing and whether or not they care about your health. So just as a warning, you know, if you thought fluoride was turning the frogs gay, uh, more gay more gay bisexual men can give blood. And I'm telling you, if you thought fluoride was a problem, just wait till you have homosexual blood going through your veins. You wake up from a liver transplant, wondering why you find the doctor so attractive. And obviously that doctor's a male because you're not going to see a female for something that important. And all of a sudden you wake up, you think you got a new lease on life, but it turns out that you're completely gay because they popped you full of New York city, homosexual blood. We're going to have to get separate. Maybe this is like conversion therapy, uh, so that everyone becomes gay. And then we stop caring about the gay stuff, but I'm just letting you know that there are healthcare changes that are coming. All right, moving on. What else we got? Oh, when should women get regular manograms? Because now that you can't trust any of your doctors, and keep in mind, this is all a joke just in case uh, you know anyone's listening that cares because I, I see the way these defamation lawsuits are coming. But uh, we're at a point now where uh, you can't trust the medical system. You're always concerned about your health and you got to come to places like this. That's how little information exists at this point for good healthcare sciences. I mean, if you're sick, just go see your doctor in case I didn't make that clear, but you know, for the the sake of seeing doctors that maybe you don't trust anymore. And now you're coming to the Run Your Mouth uh, program uh, because we're the only one 100% backed by Russia. Uh, So we've got the real information. Uh, I was reading this article that younger women are starting to get a titty cancer. And so at younger and younger ages, they got to get themselves checked. And uh, I've been carrying around tits since I'm like 12. And if there's one thing I don't want in life, it's titty cancer, like at least ball cancer I mean, yeah, you got to give up your nuts and then like you're less of a dude, but I really, my ego can't handle getting tick cancer. Can you talk to your doctor? Dr. Krim, if you're still listening, can I get myself a manogram? Is that a thing that men that carry around excess weight in their titties will get to ensure that they don't have titty cancer? And can I get them lopped off? Will government pay for that? Because if I have to fake about with titter cancer to get myself free plastic surgery to get the excess weight off or from around my nipples that I can just be fully shredded and then feel really good with the shirt off. I'll do it. I'll identify as a black man who's more manly than he is for free plastic surgery. All right. Now we got some real uh, topics. Uh, This wasn't supposed to be till later. Biden's 22 CIA assist. Ah, fuck it. It's already in front of us. So, you know, we might as well educate you guys. If you were actually going to the YouTube thing and you were looking at the order of the show and you're like, Hey, this is, uh, this is annoying to me you gave me an outline of what you were going to talk about, and now this is out of order. Just uh, flow with me here, okay? Um, Article outlines uh, Biden's having a rough week. First, they come after him. They say uh, family's got $10 million in sketchy payments from uh, international people. And uh, you know, I kind of feel the way I feel about the Clarence Thomas thing. I'm sure if you looked at the Clintons or as to why the Trumps suddenly got uh, everything Jared Kushner was up to, you know, I, I feel like everyone's dirty. So maybe if we start, like, uh, I feel like the Democrats started it with investigating Trump. Maybe they started a new normal where they don't all feel like, hey, we're all in this game together, so we're let, let's be on the same team. Let's not investigate each other because if they investigate me, I'm gonna investigate you. So who knows? Maybe this will be the golden era of American politics where everyone has to investigate everybody because that's the way the game is played now and uh, people can no longer start taking foreign payments in this case, uh, as it seems to be retribution for all the investigations of, uh, Republicans that they actually decided to dip into Biden's financials. And, uh, who knows, baby, maybe, maybe Biden's financials are dirtier. Was it better when the Clintons were aligned with, uh, Saudi Arabia than it is that the, uh, Biden's might be aligned with places like Ukraine and China, which foreign national governments bribing our politicians are less in our interest. Uh, let's go after all of them. Let's take down Biden. Let's actually get the proof. Show up with the pudding. Uh, but you got Brennan. He's being forced to testify because, I mean, talk about bombshell stories. This should be the biggest story ever. Is that the guy who is running for president emailed someone in the CIA? Said, "Hey, I'm going to need you to come out and discredit this piece of information because otherwise, I'm going to lose this election. I'm going to look really bad in the debates." And so then they wrote a uh, memo, got intelligence officials to sign it, said that, hey, the information about my kid and our relationships with other governments and payments that we're getting, this looks like this is Russian misinformation. And then this is how much the uh, intelligence community was trying to back Biden to make sure that he would get them into office. Why? Did they want a war or something? I can't tell you why they were pushing for him, why they were picking Biden over Trump, but they picked Biden over Trump. And they signed a memo, and then usually, apparently, there's a long uh, there's a long procedure for getting this information out to the public because uh, the CIA's got to review everything because what they always claim is, oh, we can't we can't let our sources be known. We can't have anything with active inf- investigations because if we make any of our information public, people are going to learn about how we gather information. They're going to learn about our sources. And then all of our intelligence operations will be uh, null and void. And we're just going to get attacked from other countries because people will know how we gather information. So we can't release any of this into the, into the wild, uh, which is exactly what they're claiming about this FBI memo. Whistleblower said that there's an FBI memo that's actually documents exactly the Biden family fraud, but we can't release that because uh, it's going to ruin ongoing investigations and reveal our sources. So Brennan, he's uh, he's being pulled in, and they're uh, being forced. He, he's he's having to answer for questions, um, which seemingly working at the CIA or uh, working at uh, CNN, it seems like he got the same exact job. It's just the intelligence community and the information that they wanna give you. And uh, he should also probably be accountable for why the CIA is uh, picking sides here and lying to the American people and using their uh, their credentials to police the activities of CNN, seemingly. It just seems like he got the same job. If you're working at CNN and you still got your CIA badge, are you either monitoring CNN Were you reporting on what CNN's reporting? You taking your marching orders from the CIA of what you're supposed to be getting on the news? seems like you just basically got the same job. It's a different position at the the, the exact same office. Uh, So, you know, for all the talk about Donald Trump rigging elections and claiming voter fraud, uh, it does appear that the intelligence community uh, did throw a nice little lob Joe Biden's way when they clearly picked a side wrote a nonsense memo at the request of the Biden campaign, had other intelligence officials sign off on it, and then got the request expedited so that they could then turn around and censor free speech on the internet and remove platforms such as the New York Post from Twitter because, hey, we can't have truth out there. We've got intelligence officials saying the other stuff. All right. Now, here's what I actually wanted to talk about. Russian mercenary chief says he's been told to stay in Bakhmut or be branded a traitor. And uh, I'm going to have to eat some crow if this whole uh, Russia-Ukraine thing ends up in like a Russian civil war. Because I read news stories and my imagination goes, which is why I wasn't a good student, and then I could just, I could see the movie in my head. And so what's been going on here is that the generals, they've always been stealing from Putin. Putin, he thought he was ready for an, an invasion and he was spending all this money with his military. These generals keep coming back on. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. We can get that done. We've got this. We got these supplies. Don't you worry, Mr. Putin, you keep signing these checks. We'll get you all this money. And you know what they're doing? They're just shoving all that fucking cash into their pockets. Then all of a sudden Putin actually wants to go to a war. His government's even more corrupt than ours is. And they can't go ahead and win this war. And so you know what they got to do? They got to get this, uh, this, uh, mercenary army, of the uh, of people that they're pulling out of prison, which is fascinating that you've got a geopolitical force in the world, which is people who are being basically, I mean, that, that's like a slave trade type operation where you're being released from prison. You're shot if you turn around and you got to go fight. And then what happens when uh, you end up with this guy and he just turns his army around because they wouldn't give them the munitions, and then they go and fight the other generals? I'm not saying that that's, what's going to happen. And by the way, the cards that we left on the table for Putin to play, sometimes I see these videos on Twitter where he's talking about ridding the Ukraine of Nazis and the pedophiles in Washington that are uh, um, making policies to turn like demonic policies to get kids to self mutilate themselves. And you're like, man, you're actually giving this guy some, uh, some decent talking points. All right. That was it from that. I'm just saying we might have to eat some crow if they end up screwing over This evil uh, military force working with prisoners so bad that they actually turn around and then you end up civil war between the generals. I'm not saying that's actually going to happen. I'm just saying these are the movie thoughts that I have in my head. All right, let's take a couple comments. Roscoe, a uh, signature member of the chat, provider of silver. What's up, Roscoe? All right. Yo, Rob, I'm in New York City for the week. What's a good cheap eat recommendation? I believe my friend mike Harrington is putting me up at the comedy club operation that he runs now i believe it's called east 7th street comedy club what you should do is you should come see me there at 8 p.m tell the booker that you came specifically to see me even if i don't end up being on the show and that that's how good of a draw i am and then you go to sunny and annie's which is just down the block i eat hundreds of meals at this bodega you get yourself uh i don't eat cheese anymore but i would recommend the mona lisa which is chicken, fresh mozzarella, pesto sauce, some tomatoes on a wrap, delicious. Or you get their meatball sub; it's absolutely excellent. All right, what else we got? Spud ruckus. Manograms have a pretty terrible false positive rate. Anyway, and don't squishy the titty. <laughs> um, all right, moving forward. Oh wait, this was uh, Donald Trump. Uh, so let's dive into this whole uh, Carol sits situation. Um, and Donald Trump responded, I've absolutely no idea who this woman is. This verdict is a disgrace, a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time. So, you know, if you haven't been paying attention to run your mouth, not paying attention to the news or information, in any capacity whatsoever, Donald Trump was in office lady comes out, she's going to write a book. And the book includes a chapter talking about how Donald Trump raped her at some fancy department store. They went in there. They were going to try on lingerie for each other. Things got hot and heavy. She said, I'm not into this. And Donald Trump, you know, doesn't take no for an answer. All right. Donald Trump goes, I never heard of this lady. i have never seen this lady. I got nothing to do with this lady. Lady's book gets canceled. She then sues him for defamation. Court case goes through. Donald Trump is found guilty of defamation on the basis that the jury feels that he did, in fact, sexually assault her. It was untrue for him to say that they had never met, and uh, our entire system is broken. It's driving my OCD analytical brain crazy, and I'll tell you why. Firstly, the media did Donald Trump so dirty, we don't need to have conversations around truth anymore. I, I feel like the media played their card first, where they lied about Russia collusion, Donald Trump being a traitor for so long And then the whole COVID thing that, you know, Donald Trump can say anything. Hey, it was the aliens fault. There's no proof of aliens. And then that's it. Donald Trump's talking about aliens. The media's talking about not aliens. Donald Trump's a rapist. Hey, the system's against me. Now, here's why this is so annoying is that if the system is actually against Donald Trump and they're calling the guy a sexual uh, predator because the court system in New York is corrupt, then we got to fix the court system. And if Donald Trump is in fact a rapist, then the guy should just be in jail. I don't even understand how you can have that in the court of law, you're deemed to have done something that is a, um, a criminal activity that is also violent towards another individual, but it just comes with civil penalties. I understand how something can be settled outside of court where you go, Hey, listen, I don't want that court to know that I engaged in this illegal thing, or I don't want this to, you know, uh, desecrate my good Trump name. So here's a paycheck and this is never going to go to court. But once the court is fi- is formally acknowledging that a uh, violent sexual action took place, I wouldn't think that the court could allow for just a civil penalty. I would think that we'd have to actually uh, say, hey, that was a illegal crime. And the fact that we're creating a lesser standard for uh, um, items such as sexual assault, I think actually belittles the violence of real sexual assault. I I don't think that this is uh, helpful to women. I don't think that there should be some sort of a lesser standard or a court case, like how can you have a court case about defamation that's contingent on whether or not an illegal behavior took place? You should have to have the court case about whether or not the illegal behavior took place and prove it to that standard. There shouldn't be some sort of secondary standard and secondary system. Not a lawyer, just kind of going with my OCD brain, which is I don't like how we live in this new world of there is no truth. There's the media lies, Donald Trump lies back. Well, I don't know hey, is the court court system so corrupt that you can go to New York and they just like the idea of finding Donald Trump uh, responsible for sexual assault? The court just looks at it and they go, hey, uh, clearly no one would wanna have sex with Donald Trump, so there must've been some sort of assault involved. And yeah, we'll we'll give this crazy lady $5 million. She doesn't look like a happy person, so he's a billionaire. She, and then no one gets to see the court case, no one gets to see what actually took place. And, And then the fact that a lady can get on the news come out as a rape enthusiast, say on the news that it's not like I was thrown to the ground. And then she could not even know the day or the year that the uh, incident took place. They can change the statute of limitations so that, you know, the guy can't possibly mount a defense. It's just, he says, she says with the biggest piece of evidence being whether or not uh, this lady was Donald Trump's type. Whether or not a lady's your type or not your type is not an important, variable. that's not proof that the action took place or didn't take place. I can look at the hottest person in the world, oh, she's not my type, oh, he said she's not his type. Everyone's our type, if you're drunk enough. That's not true, but you, you get what I'm saying. And, uh, that's such a nonsense variable to come in, that, that, that's proof of the fact that the entire thing is nonsense when the argument is over whether or not the person was or was not your type. And then Donald Trump's basic argument, if you really listen to him, is, listen, I didn't do it, And if I did, she'd be thanking me, okay? I got nice hotels. Why would I be in a filthy closet with some dumb slut who likes it in closets, okay? I'm a classier man. And if I had done it, she'd still be calling me up and thanking me, okay? Because that's how good I am when I engage in sexual intercourse. So I don't know. I just don't like that we're in this new world where uh, you don't have an actual court case around the crime you have a court case around the defamation about whether or not the, the it took place. And then the jury decides that he's not a rapist, but it was sexual assault. So I don't understand. Were they having uh, consensual sex, in which case it wasn't rape? Or were they having non-consensual sex, in which case he raped her? And uh, it sounds to me like there should actually be criminal penalties. I don't know. Sometimes things seem very clear in my head that seem confusing to everybody else. Or I guess I'm confused about the way everyone else sees it. This is from the Wall Street Journal. To find Mr. Trump liable for sexual abuse, the jury was required to find beyond a preponderance of the evidence that he engaged in sexual contact with Mr. Carroll by force. For a rape finding, the jury would have needed to conclude that Mr. Trump physically forced into in sexual intercourse with her. I don't even let, let's read that distinction again to find mr trump liable for sexual abuse the jury was still required to find by a preponderance of evidence that he engaged in sexual contact with mrs carroll by force so you can engage in sexual contact by force that's for some reason not considered to be rape but for a rape finding the jury would have needed to conclude that mr trump physically forced sexual intercourse with her what's the difference between forced sexual intercourse and sexual contact with carol by force i guess they're saying that they didn't actually have sex and I've seen Donald Trump's wiener. Maybe, maybe he was just trying to have sex, and he ended up squeezing between her legs. Never actually made it into the opening. They couldn't declare it to be rape. Was that what happened? Is that the is that the trial that we didn't get to see on the air? Was Jean Carroll saying that it was a violent sexual assault, but since his penis was too small to penetrate her in that time, it wasn't actual intercourse? Because then that's hilarious, and you should probably tell us. Mr. Miss Carroll's defamation claims stem from an October 2022 social media post in which Mr. Trump called her account a hoax and a lie. He wrote E. Jean Carroll is not telling the truth is a woman who I had nothing to do with don't know and would have no interest in knowing her if I ever had the chance. While jurors were deciding only on Mrs. Carroll's allegations, the trial became a broader examination of Mr. Trump's treatment of women, resurfacing derogatory comments he made in the past. Two women testified at a trial in support of Mr. Carroll, saying that they were sexually assaulted by him in a similar manner years ago. Mr. Mr. Trump has denied their allegations. Wouldn't the state have some responsibility to actually investigate whether or not this man is engaging in sexual assault? Don't they, don't they have a responsibility to protect other women? I mean, how can the state bring someone in, have multiple allegations of sexual assault, just let one person have a payday and then continue to let the guy roam the street and possibly sexually assault other people? Is that what we're learning here? That the United States government hates women, that if someone comes into their court and is found guilty with multiple allegations of sexual assault, they won't then go and do an investigation to see if there's more? Wouldn't you think that they would be interested in the criminality of a person who has a pattern of sexual assault? Continue. Jurors saw a video that became public in 2016 with the grab them by the pussy. All right, this was another uh, Wall Street Journal article. Trump loses a sexual abuse suit. Two paragraphs. We also know mrs carroll was coaxed to file a civilian lawsuit Longtime time opponents of mr trump including lawyer george conway and her suit was financed by another trump opponent linkedin founder reed hoffman it's plausible that the former president abused and defamed mrs carroll it's also possible that he was falsely accused yet it is no small matter that the jury sorted the testimony and found against mr trump on the preponderance of evidence a standard that applies in civil litigations the criminal statute of limitation that requires proof beyond a reasonable doubt has long expired the jury rejected mr carroll's claim that mr trump raped her but they found it more likely than not that he sexually assaulted her and lied about it so once again i guess there was discovered that they didn't actually have sex otherwise this makes no sense to me it would sound like the action is either rape or not rape and then I would think that you would have to be going by a criminal st- standard, and there would have to be criminality. I just don't understand this other thing, or why we're living in this new world where uh, we might be having a guy running for president who is actually a violent sexual assaulter. Do, do we do, do we do we like that? Do we like that? There's a system where there's an ambiguity here that he was found in a court of being a sexual assaulter, but yet. I guess we're so morally corrupt here that we don't mind and the guy can continue running for president or no one cares about our court system enough to go, Hey, our court system gives out justice, that there's still ambiguity about whether a guy, guy is a sexual assaulter. You see what I'm saying? It's like, if a court is actually going to deem a guy to be a sexual assaulter, should he still be allowed to run for president? Um, and then of course I enjoy this because Pence, who's a, you know, a, a great and honorable Christian, Pence says, American not focused on Trump's sexual abuse verdict. And here he goes. It's just one more instance where at a time when American families are struggling, when our economy is hurting, when the world seems to become a more dangerous place almost every day, just one more story focusing on my former running mate that I know is a great fascination to members of the national media, but I just don't think it is where the American people are focused on. Because at the end of the day, Donald Trump might be a racist, but do you care if your dinner is cheaper? I mean, if the guy raped, but like your dinner's cheaper and he's gonna secure the boy, you you don't care. I mean, I'm a good Christian. To me, this is no different than uh, when Janet Yellen's going, uh, you know, abortions are good because they're better for the economy. Like at some point, there should actually be uh, some morality to these things. And I just want to go back, cause I feel like maybe I had uh, one more point about this. Uh, no, nope. I think that uh, concludes the Gene Carroll thing that we're left with uh, ambiguity about whether or not there's been a false claim lobbied against Donald Trump with a lesser standard for, uh, for proving it. Uh, and so we just are moving on with our lives, continuing with the election season on the basis that Donald Trump may or may not be a sexual assaulter. And everyone's just fine living with fictional la la land of courts that we don't trust their final verdict. And the possibility that false accusers are getting no one else is interested in truth i guess we just move on eugene carroll may sue trump over fallacy and end remarks which is pretty funny that donald trump just got uh, got on air double down and he just goes <laughs> i forget what he said at the debate but i mean it wasn't the debate the uh the open forum question town hall thingy thing which we're uh, going to talk about in a minute uh, but then he just went back to say that you know she's a reprehensible liar what kind of a slut would go out in the afternoon to just have sex with people in, in changing rooms. Uh, that's disgusting. I wouldn't want to be associated with such a foul and gross individual. And this might just keep going on and on because Donald Trump, I guess he can afford $5 million payments. What's $5 million payments for him, uh, compared to rerunning and never having to admit fault and just going, never happened. It never happened. That lady's gross. Wouldn't it be great if it's like just if from now until the end of debate season he just opens up 45 more defamation cases against himself? How does that work? Like if you get if you lose a defamation case, uh, are you like th- th- do you then get a free pass to continue defaming because the court has said that you're lying? The for- the court is making in a formal determination that every time Donald Trump says this he's lying. So then I guess it's not defaming anymore because the court has already settled the fact that it's that it's lying. And so it's just not a truthful statement. So if anything, as far as the United States government court system is concerned, Donald Trump is continuing to lie, but we already know that it's false. So what more damage could be done by the false claim? The damage was done because when he made the false claim, people thought it was a real claim and so it had damages. But if everyone believes your court system and they believe, then there should be no more damages from him making what you've already stated to be a false claim. Or is there some sort of a built-in penalty that if he continues to make the false claim, like, why would that mean, like, a new trial? What happens if you go to a, you have a new trial, and then the new jury finds out that it's actually not a false claim? What, do you get to retry it? Like I said, it's all just fucking nonsense. Frustration at CNN boils over with Trump town hall. You know what? This feels like it's, um, it's like the media is sitting around, and it's like they got Mick as the trainer. You can't beat him, Rock. You can't beat him. They've learned their lesson. You know, it's like uh, uh, the the Roadrunner and Wiley e. Coyote. They keep thinking they can get him and they create their own problems. So here they're like, oh, my God. Donald Trump just got convicted for sexual assault. Uh, the January 6th stuff has fallen apart. His home has been raided we can get him. There's no way he's going to be able to just laugh this one off. But then they miscast the audience. Uh, the the bullshit propaganda tricks don't work because Trump can see through the misleading questions that just assume the CNN position from the outset, showing up with actual receipts, and uh, it didn't work. I mean, they tried their hardest. They looked at it and they're like, "We feel like this is one that we can win." And then it turns out that they lost, and now they have to actually go on air and go, we apologize. We forgot that we can't give this guy any airtime in any capacity because he'll win. He's actually so likable and so good at this that if, unless we just use all the powers that be to write false reports about being Russian assets and other misintelligence to make sure that he has no reach whatsoever. That's, the, that's essentially the response from, for, to Trump, is we can't beat him, so all we can do is not get into the ring with him. The other thing that was interesting was that uh, CNN profits are apparently uh, way down because the ratings are way down. And I've been out here screaming about ESG scores and how there's more profits and being aligned with government broadcasting your pharmaceutical ads than to have people the likes of Tucker Carlson up there getting good ratings. The thing is that it seems like there's a bit of a formula to it. And if you look at government as being like parasite eating the host. So I guess at some point it's like, You know, the parasite goes, hey, listen, instead of giving people truth and information, things that are entertaining and things that will get you ratings, we're going to go with the propaganda. But at some point they go so far into la la land, not truthful, uninterestingness that they actually lose the entire audience. And then the parasite has completely eaten the host. And so CNN's got a problem now where they learned, oh, we can't give Trump any exposure whatsoever. Because no matter how much we train, how much much we put into it, uh, the guy's beating us because we're actually bigger liars than he is. And since we're bigger liars than he is, and our entire claim is that this guy is just the worst thing that ever happened. He's going to divide our country and everything that we say actually comes to light because we're the ones doing it not because of him, but because of the way that we're reacting, lying, everything that we're claiming is actually we're manifesting it. And so he gets to sit there and go, you guys are just manifesting all of this. And then it doesn't work out for them. Like they, they can't possibly beat him as uh, you're going to see. Um, D- Dave was explaining the last part of the problem. It's already up on gas digital, which uh, you guys should subscribe. It's all of uh, a couple bucks a month you use that promo code part of the problem. And you get to see things day off. You don't got to wait for Twitter for it to be all censored. I mean, YouTube for it to, you know, for, for funnies to be getting pulled out and for it to be behind the news cycle. But, um, all right, moving on. I didn't even finish that point because it was Dave's point. It'll come out tomorrow on uh, part of prom. You guys can see it. All right. So here was my takeaways from the town hall. Uh, Donald Trump had some very powerful moments. Firstly, uh, the fact that CNN miscasted the crowd and they were on his side laughing and clapping Really, just kind of shed a light on, uh, you know, that's usually what they try and police for is make sure everyone on the audience is on their side so they can pretend like you're crazy for the opinions that you have. Look, no one wants to be vaccinated. That's the one card that they have, and they kind of blew it by having an audience that was actually uh, pretty into Trump clapping, applauding, and laughing for him. Um, so let's talk about the powerful moments that he had first. Quick recap his comments on oil. He actually has a good narrative talking about the economy and inflation. Hey, drill, baby, drill. We can be energy suppliers to the rest of the world, which would change all the geopolitics. People would cower at our might. We'd have better prices as a foundation for a good economy, and Biden ruined that. It's a compelling talking point. not saying that Trump didn't spend as much money, create as much problems for the inflation, create as much problems for the debt. That's all accurate. But I'm actually saying that the oil drill baby drill is a compelling talking point. Problems at the border are a compelling talking point. And the, hey, let's just have less death in Ukraine because this is stupid. This is just about the war machines and their profits. And this is dumb that this war is happening and that we're paying for it. All compelling, powerful talking points that I feel like even liberals should be able to go, ah, he's kind of got something there. Uh, the annoying part though is the election talk because at some point you were the president, you had the power to either prevent it or prove it. You didn't do either of those things. So if while you're a president, you couldn't prove it, you couldn't provide the evidence and you couldn't stop it, then why are we even doing another election? Why are we even going through the charade? Uh, isn't it just going to be stolen from you again? You couldn't prove it and you couldn't prevent it. Why are we even bothering? All right. Now we had uh, Kevin McCarthy actually sat down with, uh, with Biden talking about the, uh, resolving the debt limit. And if I was Kevin McCarthy, I would have gotten him right on the news after it. And I would have been like, dude, he slept through the entire meeting. I mean, he woke up a couple times and he just said something that made no sense and went back to sleep. So I don't know how we're going to be able to solve this. Can we, uh, maybe just get someone new representing the Democrats. I didn't realize he was as bad as he was. I swear he slept through the entire thing, woke up a couple times and just said, we can't do it that way. And then passed right back out. How am I supposed to get anything done like this? That's what I would do if I was McCarthy. Uh, FBI declines GOP subpoena on Biden alleged criminal scheme. We already covered that earlier in the episode. All right, before we get into this next one, sheathunderwear.com, it's summer, your balls are sweaty, they stink, smells like a sewer. You're not gonna get yourself no action with stinky, smelly, swelly butts and, and, and balls that are all dripped in sweat. So get yourself moisture wicking, the greatest underwear that's ever graced the balls of man support the sponsor that supports us been on this program for over two years we cannot make this thing happen in the capacity that we do without the good old sponsor dollars from bobby the bank over at sheathunderwear.com so go load up it's the summer months you're going to thank me i i love there's nothing i love more than showing up to the show people are uh, showing off their sheaths and downing some of your kratom's that makes me feel good that makes me know that uh you guys get it you support the show and you're wearing the best in men's underwear. So sheathunderwear.com, use promo card RYM, you're getting yourself 20% off. Uh, You help uh, keep the uh, run-your-mouth operation cooking along, and I promise you, you're going to thank me. It's the greatest underwear ever. You can use the sheath hole. You can wear it as normal boxer briefs, and uh, they hold up. I I still have my original pairs that Robert sent me three years ago. No holes, still all elastic-y, keeping everything cool, calm, collected, and in place. All right, let's take a couple comments, and then we can... uh, move on with the, uh, with the rest of our episode. Oh, for my 11 year old, wears sheath. So you just need to be that big commenting on his 11 year old weird. Um, all right. F fix. Also, I think you might be splitting the live audience by streaming on two channels at once. It's all good. You know, I actually find that Twitter is, uh, is the best place to, uh, to consume, uh, run your mouth. That's, uh, honestly, when I sometimes go back, re-listen to some of the episodes, see how unarticulate or good I was on certain topics. If I want to cut clips, I prefer just to stream it off Twitter. I find it's the easiest place to, to watch the video. And who knows, maybe even Tucker Carlson's finding following my lead of realizing that putting out your content on Twitter is a good spot for it. Shannon Lee coming through. Ooh, Robbie, it's lunchtime. Hope you're having a good lunch out there, Shannon Lee. And, uh, J Y recommend a sandwich for today's lunch. I don't know. I need more of the variables. Where are you at? What are you working with? What kind of budget you got? I can't just give a blatant recommendation. All right. New York city weekends, right to shelter rules ahead of expected migrant surge. Uh, I, here's what I'm thinking. You know, you know, basically New York's like, listen, we need some of our subway cars for the New York city's mentally ill. We can't be housing. Maybe we could do a clean trade at the border. You know, New York City isn't working out for some of these homeless people. How long have they been homeless and crazy for? Maybe we could just do a swap, clean swap, one for one. Maybe Mexico will be good for uh, some of New York City's homeless. They got better access for medication, time in the sun, Maybe they'll get their shit together and then they can come back. We'll let them right back in. I'm just, I'm just trying to float some ideas. I'm not saying this is the best solution. I'm just saying no one's trying to get creative on this. And you know, New York city's cold in the winter. It's not that great. Or maybe if we were to send the homeless people down to Mexico and they liked it in Mexico, people would be like, you know what? It's not that bad down here. Imagine we send homeless people down there, they got their shit together and they're like, Mexico's great. I don't know why you'd go to New York. It fucking sucks over there. I ended up, uh, the 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 air made me crazy. I ended up on the subway for three years, yelling at people and eating rats. And people are maybe that, that maybe that's how we solve the border problem. We do a clean swap. We 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 follow people around. We see who's doing better in three years. The immigrants that came to New York are the homeless people we sent out to Mexico. I'm just I'm just trying to throw suggestions out there. All right, and now let's get into uh, some Twitter clips. Uh, gathered some of the best clips that came across my feed in Twitter for some commentary uh segment is brought to you by your home of the $60 kilo the only place in the entire world you can get yourself an entire kilo of high quality kratom for just $60 and if you're uh, more of a fan of uh marijuana getting higher over the age of 21 living in states that's legal also kratom for people over 21. uh then go to yodelta.com, you can load yourself up on gummies or vape pens, they got brand new vape pens, I'm excited to try them, disposable, couldn't be more convenient, use promo code RYM, you're gonna get yourself 20% off. All right, let's get into some Twitter clips. So first is, um, I think any conversation about Jean Carroll, if you haven't seen it recently, I do think it's worth noting uh, that she did come out on the news as a rape enthusiast. I would think that it would ruin your lawsuit Uh, about being a victim of rape when you come out as a rape enthusiast on live television. I would just think that ruins your case when your claim is essentially, listen, I was looking for a more wholesome rapist that I could settle down with. That's what I was looking for. And sadly, my fantasy of uh, forced sexual intercourse has been ruined because Donald Trump was so bad at the forced sexual intercourse, Uh, or you would think that no one else is of the opinion that forced sexual intercourse is something that's say, sexy and that that would be indication of your mental illness and based off the fact that you can't even remember the day, date or year of the incident, that that would disqualify you or that Donald Trump is so bad at sexual intercourse. It left this lady traumatic and she deserves every penny of those $5 million. We'll never know, but I do think for reference, it's worth seeing this clip I feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which- the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not. This was not sexual. It just. It. It hurt. It just. What. It just. You know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a. I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I a think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. How do you win a case after making that blunder on air? Goes on to to, to hit on. Uh, let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're just going to take a quick break, if you can stick around. How often do you see him get so flabbergasted? All right, we're going to have to take a break. All right, then we've got the response. It's amazing how everyone can, can do run your mouth at this point. You get any uh, 12 Republicans in a room, and they just know how to handle CNN people. You get any honest opinions from anyone and the people at CNN are unqualified to handle it. Does it bother you that he keeps talking about 2020 and not 2024? I'll ask you first. This is Jonathan Leslie. He's 40, Republican, voted for Trump twice. How do you feel about those lies? So I feel like part of it's also the media narrative as you guys asked him the first question at the town hall about the 2020 election rather than current stuff. So don't you think he could say it's time for me to start talking about 2024 and not lies that aren't true? Couldn't the media ask him a question about 2024? Well, there were questions, but you're right. That was the first thing, but that's something that was on our mind. And that's why I was asked first. Mike, Is it? (laughs) They can't even get their propaganda right anymore. All right. Next is uh, I'm convinced that Kamala Harris might be taking Joe Biden's drugs. I'm pretty sure that Joe Biden is on drugs. I see him in front of the teleprompter these days. He's not just spinning, but he's just looking at his hands like, is that my hand? Whoa. And uh, I think uh, Kamala Harris must have found the Joe Biden stash, because uh, here she is. Everything is in context. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes, and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? (laughs) You exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. The context of everything before you, she's got just a different perception of time. All right, here's uh, here's something I'm gonna throw at the uh, actual news organizations. Your Donald Trumps. There are wild videos circulating on Twitter of uh, I guess our government helping people across the border, or once they're across the border, hooking them up with like phones and then court dates that are you know three years away. There seems to be scattered evidence. I've not dug into this. I'm really looking at like random shit that I'm like, why isn't Donald Trump down there proving that this is going on? Because I would think that this is the kind of stuff that an administration should be uh, prosecuted for. I mean, if you're responsible for the security at the border and you're very, uh, you're actually violating our laws about who should be entering or not entering, uh, I would think that that would be scandal like any other political scandal where you're purposely violating a law that's on the books. Uh, but here, this, uh, this came across my Twitter feed, myocarditis explaining uh, one of the policies at the border. And the opinion that he puts forward here, once again, just came across my Twitter feed, got cut off. Who knows, maybe he went on to say something that makes perfect sense. Uh, but I think that this was worth being aware of. A federal judge uh, yesterday ruled or stripped your ability to release migrants without court dates. Uh, first, do you plan to appeal that ruling. It's a very harmful ruling, and the Department of Justice is considering uh, our options. A federal talk about a loose policy that you're releasing somebody into the United States with a court date, and he doesn't even want them to have an formal court date. So it sounds like you're just. Let, processing people in without amnesty? You're just letting them in? What what exactly are you advocating for in, instead instead of that? Like That seems like already a crazy policy that you would just release someone with a court date. And let me tell you from fighting traffic tickets, if you have a court date, it's not happening on that date because that cop doesn't want to show up and you can go three years without your uh, insurance getting adjusted. Uh, this was the claim against the Bonham family that they've received $10 million. Here we can listen to it. It's only a 40 second clip. The bank records show the Biden family, their associates and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals and their companies. Some of that money came from a Chinese company and went to Hunter Biden's company. Other transfers occurred with the help of Rob Walker, who then sent it onto different Biden family members. This is not how lawful businesses operate. Chinese nationals affiliated with the Bidens created limited liability companies in the United States and then in a short period of time, transferred their interest to a Chinese company that sent money to the Bidens. Well, it's interesting that we're actually investigating uh, presidents uh, for you know how they actually make money off of uh, holding that office. Uh, it'd be particular, particularly fun and entertaining to actually see the Bidens get taken down, if there's legitimate corruption here, or uh, you know the Bidens basically having been bought by China or uh, other countries or large corporations, I do think that that would be worth exposing. Uh, and I'm all for more just criminal investigations across the board. Be curious to see how that develops. And then lastly, uh, well, we got two more videos here. You got the Ukraine moment. Go watch that if you haven't already seen It's Worthwhile, the way Donald Trump handled. Well, are you saying that you don't want Ukraine to win? I'm saying I don't want death. And then I'm sure maybe you didn't come across this, but anyone who thought that uh, Biden still had it together was in any capacity a sane individual without dementia, let's watch this one. I honored a group of trailblazing artists with National Medals of Arts and Humanities. The group included groundbreaking Asian Americans like Vera Wang, and, and, and Joan, Shingang, she, I'm going to pronounce her, Shinga, Kuala, Ko, I think I pronounced it correctly. She can call me Joe Biden. To be honest, Asian names are tough. You can't blame him on that one. I actually, you know what? I, I might be rooting for, uh for Biden at this point, just because it, it'd be fun to see this dementia through to the end. At this point, let's see where it's going. We still haven't gotten that great blunder when he's up there and he goes, let me tell you, the first time I was at Epstein Island, we were having sex just about Hunter's age. You know, he's like 12, 13. You know, we still haven't had like the absolute bombshell Biden blunder. And I feel like until we've gotten that moment where literally it's like that uh, that clip where the word was nagger, remember that? Uh, there was a family guy and what what annoys you and the I, the I the A isn't in there. And everyone just going. <gasps> I feel like until we have that moment with Biden, we haven't actually completed his presidency. Um, and so, you know, four more years. All right. We got anything else uh, going on the chat? Sterling in. Nah, we put homeless outside the fences as a barrier to get in. Let's just see how it works. Um, all right. That was South Parky Blasphemer. Fair enough. And then, all right, last comment of the day from uh, some quack. Just because she's into tentacles doesn't mean most people think octopus is hot. All right, guys, that's our episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We will be back most likely on Monday and Wednesday next week with another episode. I'd like to say at our regular time of 11 a.m., but we all know how uh, regular times work out for this, uh, for the, the Run Your Mouth institution. Uh, thank you for joining us. Some report tour dates coming soon. I can tell you some of the confirmed ones. Uh, and if you have uh, porches that are nearby, the currently scheduled porches, like two to three hour ro- drives, I would like to ex- We will be extending porch tour basically to being like Friday, Saturday, Sunday things. So basically I got all the Saturdays mapped out and now I'm trying to find the other ones. Uh, the old, I got one weekend still open that I'm holding for hopefully uh, outside of Chicago or Milwaukee. I see. Check your email. Philly follow-up. Yes, we will be doing Philly. I have to get you up. Know, it's most likely going to try and do it on a Thursday night when I head up to Pittsburgh, because uh, hopefully we'll be doing Cleveland. And then I got to hit up Dr. Crim. see if maybe we could do one by him coming back on Sunday. Let's porch tour at the border. If you find a sponsor, I will porch tour anywhere, as long as there's budget for me to get there and back. And if we can barbecue at the border, hook up some uh, some people being stuck in these internment camps with uh with sandwiches, I'm down. I'm down for uh, for real journalism and interviewing people and you know getting footage that no one else is and actually getting a feel for what's going on. There just needs to be some budget, buddy. The run your mouth van when when someone comes through, when some rich financier comes through, gives me a call and it goes, Hey, listen, you just have to represent our corporate interest, but I'll get you a van. We could do it. Cartel sponsored border show. Yeah, they got interest in keeping the thing open so that they can keep moving drugs across. You see, you're on to something. Uh, all right, guys, here's the list of definitely confirmed. I'm working backwards from September. September, late September, we're going to be back in California. Um, August, there's definitely going to be Colorado, Sandpoint, Idaho. I got an Albuquerque, New Mexico date. Probably going to hit Seattle again. Uh, what else are the co- confirmed ones? I don't remember. Michigan, whatever. Just give me a couple days. Uh, I'll start making ticket links. I'll have the poster up. You go to robbythefire.com. The earliest one's going to be June in Jacksonville, and hopefully I want to do Tallahassee and uh, something Georgia. I don't know. Whatever, guys. It's been a long episode. Now we're just meandering. I don't even know why you're still listening. Show's over. Thanks for hanging out with us. Back Monday, probably Wednesday for a brand new episode. Thanks for hanging out. Hope to see you at one of these live events. Have a good one.